The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Wow. Can you believe that? You're listening to Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with three of the best in the business. Here they are, Nick, Callum and Riley. Welcome back to another episode of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. Riley, Nick and Callum joining you once again. Boys, welcome back to the podcast. How are we going? Thanks, Riles. We're going to start off with the uh, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NRL for 2022, and that is the mighty Gold Coast Titans. Top four, calling it now. Callum, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you got the uh, team list for us, mate. I do. I, I have them here. Um, all right. So starting fullback, you've got Jaden Campbell, uh, Philip Sammy and Corey Thompson will be on the wings. Brian Kelly and Patrick Herbert look to start in the center positions. AJ Brimson starting with Toby Sexyboy Sexton. Oh, yeah. Uh, Isaac Louie and Mo Fodawaka will be the front rowers with Aaron Clark starting at hooker. Mm-hmm. Kevin Proctor, David Fafida. And Tino Fa'asua Malaawi will round out the 11, 12, and 13 positions. Congratulations on him becoming the new captain of the new Titans captain. as well. How good. Yep. Uh, on the bench, Will Smith, Jared Wallace, Sam Lasone, and Bo Fermor. You've said all these great names, great players. Who do you reckon could be worth having in your NRL fantasy team? Look, last year, um, they really only had one gun player in terms of fantasy, and that was uh, Big David Vafita. Mm. Um I had him as my captain oh, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. the first half of the season. He actually did pretty well. No, I think I think he scored a, a ton last year and you had him as captain. I think that one year of the game, one of your first ever. Yeah. So, pretty good. It was good. Um, last year, he averaged uh, 66.6 points a game with an average about 66.2 minutes resulting with a point per minute average of 1.01. So he's, he's pretty good. He relies um, heavily on attacking stats. Uh, last yep. year, he got most of his points, obviously, through tackle bus. He averaged 7.1 a game, which I think is probably one of the highest averages in the game. Yep. Um, he obviously, you know, breaks tackles quite regularly. Uh, I think this year he'll probably have a de- decrease in points with the new system. Um, he probably will be one of the top, like, premium edges, but he will drop slightly. Uh, he's currently in 12.1% of teams, and he's worth 800 thousand with a break even of 64 that's not bad and you could potentially like say if you had tommy turbo or cleary as your captain and you have Fafida in there say if tommy turbo or cleary couldn't play he could perhaps be a good replacement as captain yeah he'd be a good backup option if obviously if you have uh one of those two then they'll be your captains but if they go down or for some reason uh they're not playing round one and you, you have david in your team then Check the captaincy badge on him and he should do a job for you. As long as he uh, gets to start as well. Like last year, you had Bo Fermor who started and Fafita was coming off the bench as an impact player. But right. I think um, yeah. Brook will start with him this year. Can we talk about uh, Campbell for a moment? Do you reckon he's going to perform in fantasy this year? Yeah, he, well, he has the potential to. Uh, played six games last year. Mm. Um, that was when AJ was uh, out injured. Uh, he averaged 43.7 for those games. And obviously, like most fullbacks, he scored well uh, with his attacking stats. Um, he's part of a new spine this year, which we haven't discussed as of yet, but they've got um, AJ moving positions and he'll come in with Aaron Clark at hooker as well. And Toby uh, Sexton, the big sexy at halfback. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, look, Campbell, 
he's he's not the cheapest option at the moment. He's five hundred fifty thousand. He's got a break even of forty four, but he's still got a six six percent uh, ownership at the moment. He could be someone might have a little bit of value, but I think he's probably going to stay around what his uh, break even is and probably average in the forties. Excellent, Cal. Thanks for that, uh, Nick. We're going to throw it over to you, mate. Yes. Um. <sighs> I mean, you, you talk smack about the Titans all the time. Give me a hard time for being my favorite team in that. Mate, is there any players that you like in that team? I'm looking at a couple. I'll start with Tino Fasua Malali. He's priced at 47. Now, I did have him last year, got rid of him, and then he started to do well. And just really, you know, he's left me scarred a little bit, Tino. But um, he has potential to, to be a good player, a good solid mid at 583k um the thing that worries me though is he he does rely on a a few attacking stats to get his scores up to that like gun level range Mm. like a david Fafita or like a Payne Haas or like someone like that he's just not there yet do you think think. that him being captain will be better for him like do you reckon that will just improve his game a bit it could it could mean his minutes might increase slightly as well because he does have a big motor Mm. um and yeah, he he might have some good combinations with some of the younger players and the halves there, and uh, he could go well. He's a bit of an interesting option. Another player I like to mention is Aaron Clark, the hooker, four hundred and twelve k, pretty cheap, priced at a uh, thirty three point break even. Um, he only averaged thirty one point five in in twenty twenty one, but as starting hooker, he averaged thirty eight and a half, so that's six points above his break even. And in those games, it was he had thirty three and a half tackles, so he's got a good base there uh, with his tackles. So, you know, he's probably going to be pretty consistent with his point scoring, I think. And at that price, he might be a little bit of a good option at hooker. And all his six games at starting hooker last year were against the top eight teams. Um, so he might get a little bit of an attacking stat here or there against the bottom bottom eight teams as well this year, uh, which might boost his score up. Yeah, so those are a couple of players I'm looking at. I might pass to Callum. He might have one more player to look at or two. Yeah, I've got one more that I'm uh, looking at. I was actually going to ask you, what do you think of uh, Big Sexy this year as an option in the halves? Uh, he's 600K, so priced at 48. Mm. He did average nearly 60 points in his four games last year, um, which was pretty impressive. And I think with Fogarty moving on, he's going to have like the kicking duties, I believe, kicking goals yeah. and everything. Yeah, I, I think, especially because he's with AJ Brimson in the halves, I don't think AJ is going to be a uh, 5'8". He's going to be kicking too often. He'll obviously kick a little bit in general play, but I think uh, Sexy will uh, get pretty much all the kick meters and will get most of the points well, his points from that and obviously get the attacking stats as well on top of that. I had um, AJ Brimson in my team for the majority of last season. He did not really get me good points. He was, he was a cheap option. He was. I liked him as a player. Like, he's just great to watch. But in terms of fantasy, he just doesn't really get me the points. He spent a lot of time in my interchange last year. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how his points scoring goes in the halves. Mm. Uh, I'm not expecting it to be too high, but you never know. He could surprise... Yeah. A few people once reckon, he gets used to the role. I reckon it'll drop a little bit because obviously uh, he scores better and I think probably plays better at fullback. But with the balance of the team to bring in Campbell, then mm. he's, he's obviously, you have to have him in the side. So, but in terms of fantasy, I don't think he's going to be. Are we ready to move on to the next team or any final words? I might have one more little final word. Yeah, uh, Will, Will Smith, as he mentions, great actor. Um, is a great actor and a good football player. <laughs> <laughs> he doubles as both. Um, so he's come from Parramatta. 
I believe, if yeah. I'm correct. And he's expected to play 14 as Callum's in the team list, I think. Yep. Uh, where Tyrone Peachy sort of played a lot of games last year at 14 and he averaged 43 and a half minutes. This is Tyrone Peachy when he was number 14 last year. So I'm thinking either Will Smith is going to be playing nearly 40 minutes or some other people in that forward pack at the Titans are going to have to boost their minutes to cover that loss in Tyrone Peachy. So if it is Will Smith, he might be a decent option at 240K, half and wing fullback. So dual position. As a cash cow or as just someone to have in your team? As a, as a cash cow early, he might be able to make you yeah, 100K okay. or 150K maybe pretty quickly if he, if he gets those minutes. He is a good attacking player and can make his tackles as well. So he might, he's priced at 19. So if he averages 30 for a couple of weeks, he could make you some money or someone else in that forward pack like David Fafita or Tino might be pushing their minutes up to counter the loss of Peachy. So it's something to keep in mind, I think. All right, we're going to move on to the next team now. And we are moving to the Manly Seagulls. What a team last year, full of our star players. And I can already think of two players that I potentially will have in my team, but I'm going to throw it over to Cal to go through the potential starting lineup for the Manly Seagulls. All right, no surprise. Fullback, Tommy Turbo Trevojevic. Oh. Uh, on the wing, Jason Saab and Ruben Garrick. Brad Parker and Uncle Bully Morgan Harper in the centres. Kieran Foran, Daly Cherry Evans will be the halves. Taniella Paseca and Martin Tapao will be the front rowers. Lockie Croker keeps the nine spot from last year. The edges are Hamole Olakowatu and Josh Schuster. And Jake Javojevic will be the lock. On the bench, you've got Dylan Walker, Carl Orton, Sean Kepi and Tafo Foa Sipley. A lot of players I'm already hearing that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty interested in getting in my team. Uh, shall we start with Nick first? Okay, we'll start with Manly's fullback, I assume, because he is in 23% of teams and everyone loves a bit of Tommy Turbo. Uh, so he's priced at 80 points at 1 million, exactly. Wow. Uh, so last year he averaged 83.7 points. Nick, if you know, how much did he cost last season at the beginning of last season? I think it was high 400s. Am I right, Callum? Somewhere yeah, around yeah. He was, he was reasonably cheap just because of the injuries he had the year before. Jeez. And I made the mistake of not buying him because of the year before I bought him and he got injured mm. and it just ruined my season. So I thought he might get injured again. So I'll wait. And then I waited and he was up to about 700K when I had to get him instead of 480 or whatever he was at. That's a big price jump. It was. <laughs> yeah. So he's um, obviously his uh, average might come down with the tackle break reduction. So seven tackle breaks a game. So that's minus seven points right there. He astonishingly had like 1.7 tries last year. So he was nearly scoring two tries a game, which is yeah. unbelievable. He had four games where he scored over a hundred fantasy points last year. And he didn't play every game last year. He, he, as you know, he like he had the first what six or eight rounds out, had Origin period out as well. So pretty high percentage of, of his games, he got over a hundred points. He got one hundred and fifty points in the last round against the Cowboys. Yeah, the most ever in fantasy. Yes, and his he only his lowest score was thirty one, and his next lowest score was fifty, and everything else was like sixty or above. So. He is a genuine gun player. Now, you're going to probably make the decision whether you're going to go with Tom or Nathan Cleary, who we'll talk about soon, because mm. um, I don't think you can have both of them in your team at the $1 million price range. I'm actually really considering getting Tom. If Nathan Cleary doesn't play round one, I might just go with Tom and someone else and get Nathan Cleary in at a later date. 
Possibly. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to tell, hey, at the beginning of the season who you start off as captain and who'd actually bring in because, you know, Cleary and now Tommy Turbo both cost over a mil or a million. It, it's difficult. So I, you just got to make a decision. I think um, I, Nathan Cleary is obviously probably still the best player, I think, in fantasy. But Tom Trevojevic is only getting better, I think, and he's not losing any points with the kick meters reduction like Nathan Cleary will. So you never know. All right. Do you have another couple of players or a player? I'll go one more player then pass over to Callum. Um, I'll go with someone that I've had in fantasy before and it's probably not a good option. So I'm going to tell everyone to stay away from this player. It's Jake <laughs> Travojevic, Tom's brother. Um, he's 641K in the mids, priced at 51, which is quite high. So you'd expect him to be a decent player. And last year, his average was 48.9. So now they've priced him at 51, which is two points high, which I don't understand why they did that. Mm. Anyway, he averages 37 tackles a game, which is pretty good, and only 0.3 tackle breaks, so he's not going to lose any points with the new scoring. But again, he doesn't have any attacking stats at all, Jake Trebojevic. He's just a bit of a solid player, probably going to average 50. He's not going to make any money, so I'd probably stay away from him. I'd just go with a gun mid, like a normal gun mid, like Payne Haas or a Papaliti or something, and leave Drake Travojevic because I don't think he, he, his ceiling isn't very high really just, which is, you know, what his potential scoring ability is like his highest score. It's not very high. So I'd stay away from him. All right, mate. Thanks for that. Uh, Cal, I'm going to throw over to you, mate. Yeah. I've, I've only got a couple of other players that I was actually interested in with this uh, manly side. Uh, obviously one of them is their captain DCE. Cherry Evans last year, he averaged 71 and was probably uh, the main scorer alongside Turbo. This season, he's the second most expensive player in the halves. He's costing 822000 uh, He's got a break-even of 66, which will probably be similar to what he'll, I think, will average across the season, uh, just because he'll lose points with uh, the reduction of uh, kick meters. Yep. He's probably someone that you'll want in your team eventually, if you can, throughout the season. I don't know if there'll be uh, many better players in the halves, but if you want to start with him, then my advice would be pick him over Nathan Cleary. But I obviously, I think Cleary would be the, the better player over him, but DCE is definitely the second best in that position. The so other... say, so, sorry, mate. So say yeah. that you pick Tommy Turbo in your team as captain. Would you possibly want to bring in DCE? You could, but still the, the price is how high both of the players are, Tommy Turbo, yep. a million, and uh, DC 822. It's, it's still going to be hard to build a solid squad around those two. But if you can, yep. obviously, it'll be it'll be really good to have both of them in your side if you wanted to have the alternative and uh, not have Nathan Cleary. Uh, the other player I was uh, interested in was Hamole Olakawadu. He didn't start early last season, but he came into the side as the year went on. He played 18 on on uh, the edge for Manly, and it looks like he'll probably retain that spot to start the season. Last year, he relied heavily on tackle busts and scoring tries to do well in fantasy scoring. He's priced currently at eight, well, sorry, 620,000 uh, with a break even of 50. I don't think he'll probably get that in the uh, first few rounds, so he will drop slightly in cash. But if you want a, a player who will probably score in the 40s, 50s, and be a bit of a pod, he's only... Um, at 2% of teams at the moment, he could be someone to pick up. And actually, I've, I've got one more player to discuss, mm-hmm. and that is uh, Ruben Garrick. Last year, he averaged 53.3 on the wing, and he his scoring pretty much went up as soon as uh, Turbo joined the team. He had Turbo and DCE just setting up tries for him 
left, right, and center. I think last year he was the highest point scorer in the league. Uh, he also kicks goals for Manly, so he'll get the, uh, the the points from the goal kicking, which will be really good. I don't think he'll average in the 50s, but if he can continue scoring the way he did last year, he'll probably average high 40s. What's his he, price again, mate? He's priced at... I actually don't have that written down. Sorry, mate. I've thrown you under the bus here. <laughs> That's all right. I'll quickly 668K. Thank you, Nicholas. Oh, stat man. Thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah. so he's he's someone that you could potentially pick up, but look, to start the season off, there's cheaper options who'll be better as cash cows and later on the season, if you do want someone that's just a winger who will just score tries and get points, then he could be someone to, to look at. All right, good stuff. Are we ready to move on to the next team or any final words? I'll just mention Andrew Davey because uh, he's in 14% of teams. That's the second most manly mm-hmm. uh, lineup, but he's, he's not, he doesn't have a spot in the team at the moment, it looks like. He's 240K at an edge. Um, he came in last year and got injured when he came in. Everyone had him. Well, yeah. most people had him. I had him as well, <laughs> me and Callum. And he got injured the first week and he would have been playing most of the uh, minutes at the edge there. And But it looks like Schuster and Olakowatu have locked up those two spots. So he's not going to be able to get that unless one of them gets an injury. So those 14% of teams that have him in, I don't know why they're in the team, in their teams. He shouldn't be in your team, Andrew Davey. No. All right, we're going to move on now to our next team, the mighty Melbourne Storm. Uh, they've lost a lot of players this year as our players have moved to other teams. Cow, mate, different lineup for them this year. Yeah, slightly different. They've still got belly ache there in charge, so that's that's a good sign for them. Um, it is, it is. You've got Pappenhausen at fullback. Uh, George Jennings and Xavier Coates moving from the Broncos will be on the wing. Uh, Remus Smith and Justin Ollum will be the centres. Cooper Johns and Jerome Hughes will start in the halves. Cameron Munster will come back into the side. He's just got one week suspension. Jesse Bromwich and Christian Welsh will be the front rowers with Nick Arima starting at nine. Uh, Felice Cafusi, Tom Eisenhuth, Kenny Bromwich will take over the forward pack there. Nick Meany, Josh King, Nelson Asofa, Solomona, and Tapai Maroa will be the 14 to 17 on the bench. Still a pretty solid team, hey? Think about it. It is, yeah. Like You've, you've still got, like I said, Munster to come into the side. Uh, Chris Lewis, who played a bit last year, and also Brandon Smith. They've uh, actually got a suspension, a one-match suspension. They've, they've also got um, Harry Grant to come back in, so Nick Arima won't be in the side for too much longer either. Uh, do do we know when Grant will be coming back? What what round? Well, I believe he's just got the one-match suspension and he's available for round two. Okay. Yeah, one match. One match. Yeah. So it's same as Munster, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's the same okay. as all the other the other guns. Before we before we start uh, with who we believe could be good additions to the teams, last year I had Justin Olam mm. in my team for pretty much the whole season. He look, he didn't do too bad. He was a pretty good price. Pretty sure he averaged around the thirties or forties. The highest he got was like a sixty, maybe once or twice throughout the season. But apart from that. Great player to watch on TV, but again, he just doesn't perform on fantasy. Yeah, well, his scores, his big scores last year would have just been um, simply because Melbourne had one of the, the best years ever in NRL history in terms of uh, points getting scored every week. So he did pick up a few points with tries, but no, he's he's not one of the, the greatest scoring players. Although centers are a difficult position, so he could be someone you might look at. And who knows, this year he 
could average 30 or 40. If he gets 40, so it's not too bad in the centers, in my opinion. There you go. All right, Cal, why don't you stick with it, mate, and tell us who you think could be good additions? Yeah, obviously, I, I like this person a lot. He's going to be their fullback, Pappenhausen. Um, started the season off really, really well last year. Um, yes, he did. Yeah, looked, looked <laughs> real real deal. Uh, gun fantasy player. Uh, but unfortunately, he had a couple of uh, head knocks, which forced him to stay away from the game. And obviously, that caused a lot of drama amongst fantasy coaches, whether they should uh, keep him or not and I was one of the coaches who stuck with him and looking at it I probably should have sold him but look he's he's definitely a player this year who I think as long as he doesn't have any more dramas with head knocks Callum I believe uh, you and I uh, had a family dinner that night yes yes actually the storm and you had Papenhausen in your team yeah, your brother, he, your brother was... didn't I didn't and I remember him scoring what five tries yeah it was about four or five tries against the Bulldogs it was like all in the space of like 20 minutes or something yep. as well. It was ridiculous. <laughs> you were so going happy. off. Yeah, it was <laughs> unbelievable. But yeah, look, I, I think he's going to be probably a good player this year. Like, obviously, he was a bit, bit of a... Uncertain player to have last year. Yeah, like just a few like lackluster games. Um, but look, he'll be back playing 80. And when he did that last year, when he came back and played 80 and when he wasn't on the bench, he scored uh, 63, 24 and 103. So... Okay. If he's anything like his last game last year, it'll be really, really good. He's currently priced at 636000 Okay. He's that's, the a, most... that's a bit lower than I was expecting. I thought yeah. he would have been around the 700, 800 mark. If, obviously, if he stayed on the field last year and didn't have the unfortunate head knocks, I think he probably would be up there. Uh, but simply because he came on the bench with Nico Hines performing as well as he did last year. Uh, has boosted his average down. But look, he's the most owned winger fullback in the game. He's currently in 40.6% of teams. He's got a break even of 51. And I think he's probably got a, a good upside this year. He'll be someone who, in my opinion, will be set and forget uh, in the winger fullbacks. And actually, at this stage, I think that the Melbourne Storm are up against seven of the bottom eight from last season, their first 11 games. So he could go large to start the year off. All right. Sounds good. Uh, any other players before we move on to Nick? Yeah, I'll talk about one more who I was interested in. Harry Grant starts the season off with a suspension for one game. He's still owned by over 10% of coaches. He's got a break even of 56 and he's priced at 697000 Last year, he averaged 55.2 from only 59.2 minutes. It's simply for the fact that he started off the bench for the majority of the games with Brandon Smith as the starting hooker. Uh, this year, I believe Brandon Smith will probably move into the lock position. Bellier could be looking at keeping Harry Grant at the hooker position and hopefully he will play 80 there with Brandon Smith moving on next year. He actually played three games last year starting at hooker and he got 61, 93 and 39. And that was at 68, 80 and 77 minutes. So he's definitely someone this year, if he scores 80, I believe will probably average in the, I'd say 60s, even high 60s. He's pretty much very similar to Damien Cook, the way that he runs from dummy half and his attacking plays. But look, I think he'll be 100% set and forget and probably be an out and out gun this season. Sounds good. Nick, uh, mate, what are your thoughts? I agree with Callum on the Harry Grant. I think he will probably get 80 minutes but you know with the Brandon Smith moving on thing going on but Craig Bellamy could 
start Brandon Smith and have Harry Grant on the bench again. You never know mm. what he's thinking. But I'll talk about Xavier Coates. He's owned by 31% of teams moving from the Broncos to the Storm and he's only priced at 330000 So that's 27 points per game. Uh, his career average is 25.8 as a winger. So just below his uh, break-even price there. But now he's in a better team, better attacking team in Melbourne. You're probably expecting his scoring to go up. So last year, Coates scored in about 60% of games, so 0.6 tries. And if we're comparing this to Josh Adokar, who he's replacing, Josh Adokar had 1.1 tries a game. So that's double, nearly, nearly double what Coates had last year. Um, and Josh Adokar averaged 43 fantasy points last year. So if you think Xavier Coates can do what Josh Adokar did and score tries like he did last year, he should be able to score nearly 40 points per game you'd think, well, at least 35 to 40 points per game. Then he's a definite buy. I think he's, I think you've got to have to have him, but I am a little bit worried because Xavier Coates is the type of player who like just sort of doesn't do much in the game. If you know what I mean, he just sort of goes around and just lingers around yeah. and doesn't really do anything fantasy yeah. relevant. He's really relying on a try or a big break or something. Yeah. That's um, what worries me about him. It worries me, but I think at the price at 330 K, you might have to gamble if you're running short and cash there on him. Mm. Um, I'll talk about another player as well that I do like from the Melbourne Storm, and that's Cameron Munster. Um, I know he is not starting the year because of the suspension. Most people probably like Jerome Hughes. Jerome Hughes is 734K, though, and Cameron Munster's a little bit cheaper at 716. Cameron Munster relies a lot on his running game rather than his kick meters. So Jerome Hughes is going to lose a fair bit of chunk of his points from kick meters. Cameron Munster, not as much, but about three points per game on kick meters he'll lose. And if you do know, Cameron Munster has sort of this preseason he's really sort of like getting back into his fitness and everything he looks in really good shape for a big year i think so he's priced at 58 points per game last year he averaged 61 with 3.5 tackle breaks so i really feel like he could be someone like a point of difference half if you can't get daily cherry evans obviously nathan cleary is the premium half if you want someone maybe as a point of difference cameron munster could be a good option you know melbourne storm are always going to be a good team so he could be someone you might be looking for maybe not at the start of the season you could have him and send him forget him or he could be someone you pick up a little bit later on in the season i think okay any final thoughts before we move on to our final team for this episode i've actually got one more that i've just found in my notes here one more player that i'm interested in uh, that would be christian welsh yeah good uh, last year, like he wasn't overly disappointing. Um, I started with him and he got me a little bit of price uh, rise, but then went back down. He averaged 45.1 a game from 51.9 minutes. The thing that has uh, me interested in him this year is that Melbourne obviously have lost a few players. Look, I think he might get a rise in minutes. He might potentially play about 60 minutes, which would be good for coaches if they have him. He's got a, a point per minute average of 0.87. So it's pretty good for a middle. Another thing to take into consideration is the fact that Christian's probably one of the better offloaders in the game. Uh, last year, he averaged 2.4 offloads per game, and that was actually one of the highest averages from any of the players. Um, and obviously with the new rule change, uh, with the bonus of... Uh, doing an offload and actually going into a player's hands, he could get some more points. That way, he's currently priced at 588000 which isn't isn't too bad. It's, you know, mid-range. Mid he's got the break-even 
of 47. But yeah, look, he's in 4.8% of teams. And if he can offload like he did last year and be as accurate as what he was, it could be a potential, I wouldn't say pod because he's still in a higher amount of teams than what others are. But it could be a, a spicy option to, to chuck into your middles. And who knows, could be a set and forget. You could have him there even off your bench for the year. All right. Sounds good, boys. Well done. Uh, final team that we're going to talk about for this episode, the Newcastle Knights. An interesting season that they had last year. I think you summed that up well there with that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cal, mate, take it away with the team list. Right. You've got Kalen Ponga, obviously, at the back. Anari Chihuahua and also Heimel Hunt will be on the wing. Dan Gagai and Brabham Best will be in the centres. Jake Clifford and Adam Clune look to be starting in the halves. Uh, Jacob Saifidi and Daniel Saifidi will be the front rowers with Chris Randall. Are they brothers or cousins? I believe I believe they're brothers. Brothers, okay. yeah, they're yeah. Brothers. Uh, Chris Randall, hopefully he'll get the starting spot at hooker after Braley's unfortunate uh, injury. And then you've got Tyson Frizzell, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Mitch Barnett, all starting in the back with on the bench, Kurt Mann, David Klemmer, Jaira Momasia, and Brody Jones. That's interesting. Uh, there was only one name in there that I could really think of that would be a good addition to the team. That is Kalen Ponga, but I'll pass it over to Nick for this one, mate. Any additions to the team that you think could be good? Well, let's, let's talk about Kalen Ponga because I've got a bit of statistics on him. Oh, good, mate. I'm glad. So a typical fantasy player like you might think, yes, Kalen Ponga, what a player. Get him in my team, 600K price point. Not that dear. Cheaper than Pappenhausen, cheaper than Tedesco, cheaper than Tom Trevojevic. Might be good to go. but That's my thinking. That's my that's understanding, you, mate. That is your understanding. But I really don't see how he's going to make that much money this year, Kalen Ponga, 600K. And I don't think he's going to be a gun. I don't think he's going to be in your top three wing fullbacks at the end of the season. Obviously, Tom Trevojevic is going to be one. Pappenhausen is going to be probably number two. And I'd probably put James Tedesco in at three. Yeah, I agree. So I don't think you want Ponga in your team at the end of the season. So the only reason you'd be picking him at the start of the season is is maybe just to pick him and then keep him for the rest of the year. If you're struggling with money, is that right? Yeah, just struggling for money and go, right, I'm going to pick him and keep him for the rest of the year. But I I don't think that's probably the best option now. He's priced at 48. Last year, he averaged 49.4. But he had two games where he had low minutes. I think he was injured in two of those games or something. So when he played when he played for most of the game, he averaged 55. So he, okay. he, he, is, he is a decent player. You know, that's seven points difference there. But he had 5.5 tackle breaks in those games. So if you take five points off there, that's an average of 50, where he's priced at 48. So there's only two points uptick there. He lost the goal kicking last year. So I think Mitch Barnett's going to goal kick. Or maybe Jake Clifford, sorry. Jake Clifford at the at the Knights now might goal kick instead of himself. So he's not getting those points either like he used to. I don't think the Knights are a good team. They're, they're not a top eight. That They might scrape into the top eight, but they're not like a, a team where they could push for the top four like they used to be when Mitchell Pierce was there and they were firing on all, all cylinders. Mm, um, give him the wooden spoon. <laughs> I don't think so, but <laughs> they'll, they'll be close this year. They, I, I don't think they're going to be a good team. So I don't think Callum Ponga's point scoring is going to be very good. So I wouldn't recommend him at all. I'll speak about one more player before I pass it to Callum. Chris Randall. Mm. He's probably going to be the Knights hooker unless some weird selection happens, which it probably could. You know, Kurt Mann or someone might sneak in there, you know, a starting hooker. I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, he's priced at 28, only 350K. He's going to be playing, I'm assuming, 60 to 80 minutes. He averaged 31 in 2021 
in 38 minutes. So he's a pretty good points per minute player. And and in games over 50 minutes, he has actually averaged 52 points in those games with 48 tackles. And in his starting hooker career games, he's averaged 50.3 in 73 minutes with 44 tackles, which is a lot of stats there, I know. But that just tells me that you must have him in your team. He is someone that everyone should have in their team if he's starting hooker, I think. So I will definitely be having him in my team. Um, Knights obviously aren't going to be going as well. He's going to make a lot of tackles, which is his bread and butter. Chris Randall, 350K equals in the team. He loves it, doesn't he, Cow? He He absolutely loves it. (laughs) Look, I agree 100% what he's saying. You don't start with him. What are you doing? Delete the app. So, Riley, get any app right now. Get Kalen Ponga out of the team. Put Chris Randall in the team. That's 250K right there. Okay. All right, man. I'm doing it right now. Cal, we're going to go to you, mate. I'm going to figure out how to open up the NRL Fantasy app. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Something that Nick just uh, mentioned then about, you know, if Randall doesn't get selected for some unknown reason, they put like someone like Kurt Mann in. I've actually heard reports recently that um, O'Brien's looking at playing Kurt Mann at lock and starting him there for the season, which obviously probably mean that uh, Barnett will go into the edge and Fitzgibbon mm. will go into the bench, but he's looking at playing him as a roaming lock. And if that's the case, Mann will pick up the half and middle um, dual position, and I think he'll probably be a buy. He's currently priced at 472000 has a break-even of 38 and is owned by 3.8% of team. So obviously uh, not many people have selected him as of yet. But if he does get that starting spot, it will be good. Um, I don't believe he has played a game at lock uh, for Newcastle, but in 2020, he played seven games at hooker, which obviously it's a, not the same position, but he's still uh, defending and playing in the middle. Mm-hmm. He had scores of 44, 58, 62, 62, 61, 31, and 71. During those games, he played four games at 80 minutes, one at 59 and two at 73. So if he can start at lock and play 60 to 80 minutes, in my opinion, he'll probably be a good addition to the side and he might be a decent mid-range cash cow. And who knows if he if he can get close to 80, he could just be someone with his dual position. He could be a, a set and forget that if he is, that that's, you know, obviously if he does get the uh, dual positioned, if he does get named obviously at lock, but I think he could be uh, a decent option if that's the case. So he's going to be like the Connor Watson of last year and yeah. he'll start at lock and then Adam O'Brien will go, hang on, that's not working. I'll just put him back to the bench mid-year and just stuff everyone's fantasy teams up and just have the headache of whether I'm going to sell them or not. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the only danger that I see if, if it does happen uh, would be uh, Suasa Sue isn't in the predicted team list here because he's out for suspension. Two weeks, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's available from round three and he'll probably, in my opinion, get rid of the Jaira Mamasia. But... Look, if if he doesn't get a nod and start in a team, so as a sue, then and if you know if Kurt Mann does get the starting position at lock, he'd probably be a good addition to your side. All right, one more time, say the name so people know. Kurt Mann. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Mann and Randall. If if they both get in the side, starting. Kurt Mann and Randall, get, get him them in, in there. Get him in. In there. Get him in. <laughs> Uh, I had a couple uh, other players. Yeah, I might have a few I'll only just well. mention I'm I'm not overly too interested in them. They're they're very low in uh, their ownership. One's got zero point five percent, which is Tyson Frizzell, average fifty six point eight last year. Currently priced at seven hundred twenty nine, so it's a little bit expensive. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was Mitch Barnett. He's in one point one percent of teams, averaged fifty four a game last season, six hundred ninety six thousand. He is a middle and edge, which will be a handy uh, acquisition to have in your team. Mm. Um, but look, I don't know if I'm. I, I, obviously, I won't be starting with them. But they could only be. only one point one. Yeah, yeah. So they're both going to be pods if you want to start with them. But I think you can spend your money elsewhere. 
Oh, yeah. Nick, mate. I'll finish this off with one more player in the center position. I don't even know if we've talked about anyone in the center position this episode. So, might as well. According to my notes, I only have one person in the center position in this episode. That's Bradman Best, 470K, Mm. priced at 38. I personally haven't had him in my team before, but I know, I think, Callum, you've had him in quite a bit. Yeah, in look, previous years. His first um, debut season, I had him in. He was a little bit of a cash cow. And last year, I had a lot of headaches at the centers. And <laughs> I, I think I got down to my second, like last trade or my last trade, it could have been for the season. And I just wanted someone who wasn't in a lot of teams. And I thought, why not just chuck in the uh, probably one of the, the better names in the game, Bradman Best. <laughs> Bradman, the Don, Don Bradman. <laughs> yeah. Don Bradman Best, yeah. In 2020, he averaged 44 with eight tries in his 11 games, which is pretty good for a center. Mm-hmm. And last year, only averaged 37, only scored three tries last year. So at 470K, I'm thinking, well, he's probably not a premium center and he's probably not going to make a lot of money, really. He, he, I, I do hope for his sake and the Newcastle Knights' sake, he he does improve this year, which I think he, he can. He did have some injury concerns, I think, last year or something. And I hope he might average in the 40s. I think as a center position, I don't like spending a lot of money in the center position. I would either go a low cash cow option in the centers or a premium option in the centers to keep all year, like a Matt Burton or a um, Aiken or something that we'll talk about later. So Brandon Best, I don't know. He might be a good option later in the season if he's doing well. Yeah, but I'd probably stay away. All right, excellent. Well done, boys, for another great episode. Uh, Remember, if you have any questions for us or if you've uh, made a decision and you want us to give you our honest opinion maybe it's a terrible one maybe it's uh, a great one that we might bring up in a later episode please uh message us and give us a like on our facebook page all you need to do jump on facebook and type up three blokes nrl fantasy podcast you'll see us give us a like message us uh let your mates know if you know anyone else who's participating in nrl fantasy this year to listen to the podcast as well and if there's anything else that you want to hear or want our expertise on well callum and nick's expertise on then just let us know we'll get to it callum mates do a bit of a tease for us oh, another what's, tease what's another tease mate <laughs> episode three what's what's going down episode three and i'll be it'll be a big one uh we've got the new zealand warriors the north queensland cowboys my oh. team the pride of the north um and then you've also got para and uh penrith panthers will be discussing the possible uh, around one team list for them all right boys as we always say here on three blokes nick take it away catch you next episode (laughs) see you